Are you ready to make positive transformation happen for you? Today, you're going to hear how some of the most successful people in the world have made it happen. Hello, and welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership with Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. These successful people and Dr. Woolsey will share advice, insights, tips, and tricks designed to help you incite personal action. It's time to bring positive transformational leadership to your life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey. Welcome to Transformational Energy Leadership. I am your host, Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey, coming to, to you live from America's heartland. Now, today's show is called Self-Leadership, Create the Career You Want. Now, before we get started, just a quick reminder during the com- commercial breaks, you can go to my website, that's transformationalenergyleadership.com, and learn more about me, my business offerings, and about my general background. Now, if you want to contact me, you can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. You can find me on social media, on Facebook and LinkedIn, and of course, go to Voice America under the Empowerment Channel, and you can find me there as well. Now, today we're talking about self-leadership, create the career you want. And joining me is Karen Watai. She's the founder and president of Welcome Change LLC, and she's the author of Lead Your Way, Practical Coaching Advice for Creating the Career You Want. Our conversation today will involve an in-depth discussion about what every person must pay attention to, especially women and people of color. Now, to the listening audience, this is a live show. If you want to call in with a comment or a question, please join the conversation. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. And when I read your book, I said, we've got to talk. And so, Karen, before we get into that, give us a snapshot of your background, who you are, and what you do with your clients. Sure, Matt. Well, I actually started my career as an investment banker at Goldman Sachs. I moved into private equity, and then serendipity intervened, and I became an executive coach. And that was about 12 years ago. So many people ask me how that happened. Uh, Well, when I was in graduate school, uh, I was in a joint JD-MBA program. Everyone wanted to be an investment banker. This was a while ago. So I signed up to interview at investment banks and got a job. When I went into private equity, it was because I happened to mention to a friend that I wasn't happy, and she referred me to her husband, who ran a private equity firm, and literally in two weeks, I had moved over to that firm. When I became a coach, it was completely different. I had gone to a seminar on coaching, and after this two-hour seminar, I walked out knowing that coaching was what I wanted to do, it was what I was meant to do, and it was who I was. And at that point, I talked to a number of people. I was in a coach training program the following month, went on to get my certification, and I was off and running. That was 12 years ago. So... Notice the difference in how I made each decision. The first was about doing what other people wanted to do. The second was about grabbing the first opportunity that came my way. And the third was my first intentional choice that was all about doing what was right for me. So what I've learned is that knowing what you want and being intentional about your career is critical. So we're going to talk a lot more about values a little bit later. Uh, And what I will say is that coaching allows me to live my values every day. So you asked me who I was. I'm someone who cares deeply about people. 
I can see the extraordinary in each person I work with, and I love helping them be all of who they are. So I am driven to help my clients recognize their own brilliance and reach their own goals. Uh, thank you for that. And as I heard you describe your transitions from through your career, so many, I, I can imagine so many people listening can absolutely connect and relate to what you're talking about because I know I've done that too, doing this because I think that's what I'm supposed to do, other people encouraging you, and then truly finding and, and connecting with your inner values. I can't wait to have more discussion about that. You know, as and you talk about you work with, you have lots of clients and thousands of people that you've coached over the years. You know, and as you reflect on those conversations and the work that you're doing right now, what are three to four common challenges that are emerging to the, to the fray or to the fore right now? Sure, and there really are some common challenges. Uh, so when it comes to career leadership, what I found is that people are often challenged by figuring out what their next step is. Right? It sounds easy, but sometimes the hardest question to answer is, what do I want? There, there's challenges I've heard around what are the skills they actually need to be developing. There are so many people who believe that all they need to do is work hard and they will succeed, but it's not true. It's about developing skills around leading, delegating, influencing, communicating. It's about developing a reputation that's authentic, and helps lead you to the right opportunities to grow and develop. There are challenges around developing the kind of visibility you need with decision makers within your organization, as well as visibility in your field or industry. There's challenges around developing relationships, again, internally and externally. And believe it or not, for many, it's also about developing and maintaining their own self-confidence. So... Sorry, Matt, I think I just gave you like six challenges instead of three or four, <laughs> uh, but that's what I've seen. Well, and they make a lot of sense. And when I heard you talking about all those, a lot of the listeners are also executive leaders. And I would imagine these still apply to all of them. Absolutely. You know, if you're lucky, you will never stop learning and growing, and there will always be a next step. Sometimes that next step is within uh, your current organization, and sometimes it's outside of it. I would also mention um, that especially recently, I have met a lot of people in, generally in their 50s who left high-level executive positions in their organizations because of a reorganization. They're happening constantly. And mm. these people really feel these challenges very acutely. And what I've noticed is that those who have paid attention to developing their reputation, their visibility, and their relationships outside of their organizations have much more success in crafting a really satisfying next step as compared to those who haven't. I would imagine also another theme might be those who never stop learning. Was that, did you find that was also another key contributor? Hugely, hugely. And I right. hope, you know, I'll tell you for, for myself, I hope I never stop learning. Right. That's when when we start coasting, that's when things might, might yeah, not help you out so much. You know, and I think that's, that's a good springboard into your book and why you wrote it. It's called Lead Your Way, Practical Coaching Advice for Creating the Career You Want. What is it about and why did you write it? Yeah. So, so first of all, 
this is the book that I needed when I started in my career. Mm. And it's interesting because when I talk to people about these things, generally their reaction is, I wish I knew this sooner. So the framework for the book is based on research. It is well-grounded research, and it reflects the work I've done over the last 10 years. At its core, Lead Your Way is about what you need to do to be luckier in your career. And by that, I'm using the definition of luck as preparation meeting opportunity. Uh, And what I've learned is that there are things everyone needs to do, and then there are additional challenges that need to be addressed when you're a woman, a person of color, or someone who's different from the leadership in your organization. So I've organized the book in three parts. Right? The first part is absolutely foundational. It's about self-awareness, and it includes exercises to help you identify your values, right? what's truly important to you, as well as your strengths, interests, and goals. The, the second part focuses on what you really have to do to move ahead, namely developing competence, credibility, confidence, and relationships. I've also included a chapter on specific challenges faced by women, people of color, and others who are different, and includes strategies to address each challenge. I also have a chapter on ways in which we hold ourselves back, those internal challenges that come in the form of limiting beliefs, and again, I include strategies to address these. And then part three is the second part of that luck equation, It focuses on how to recognize and create opportunities, as well as a chapter on whether, when, and how to move on, which can be a very difficult decision. Uh, And then the book concludes with a chapter on creating a real action plan. Uh, So one thing I would say is it is really important for everyone to find an authentic and genuine way to do all of what I'm talking about. That's why the foundational work around self-awareness is so important. So you asked why I wrote the book. Mm -hmm. I wrote the book because life isn't always fair. And I believe that everyone deserves the chance to have a truly fulfilling career. There are some people who by birth or instinct know what to do. And there are many, many others who don't have access to this information. They haven't had the dinner conversations with their parents that would help equipment. They haven't been exposed to some of these environments. And I've met so many of these people, really extraordinary and talented, who could have gone farther if they knew what they needed to do. So that's why I wrote this book. It's my attempt to help level the playing field for everyone. I have to say I read it from cover to cover, and what I really admire and appreciate about the work that you've done putting into all into this book is it causes you to stop and reflect so there's you've got to really think especially when you were talking about the values part or you're going into credibility and so many other pieces which we'll dive a little bit deeper later on but it's a hands-on for you all of you listening out there it's a hands-on easy to get your head around and to do the work and and will help you. For me, it caused me to start questioning some things about where I am right now, where I need to be going in my own personal journey, Karen. So thank you for that. You're now, welcome. You know, Matt, that's, that is the best compliment I've received is when someone said, 
I learned something or I needed this. So thank you. Yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be doing some work. <laughs> so one, one more thing before we go to break. And I just wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the name for this book? What does Lead Your Way really mean? Well, I'll tell you, Matt, picking the name for the book was harder than picking the names for any of my children. And I have three. <laughs> um, you have three of I them. Settled, I, I settled on Lead Your Way because every person is a unique individual, a, a unique individual with your own values, strengths, and dreams. And you cannot apply a cookie-cutter approach or a one-size-fits-all approach to career development. I believe every person has to take the lead in creating their own career. Couldn't be better said. I mean, and you're absolutely right. What works for Karen does not necessarily work for Matt. I've got one more question before we – actually, let's do this. We're, this is a good point. Let's pause here, and we'll go to break. And when we come back, you are going to tell us some things that are just really critical for not necessarily the cookie-cutter approach, but there are some common things that every single person needs to pay attention to when thinking about making a shift in their career. So when we come back, let's do that. In the meantime, for the listening audience, during the break, feel free to go to my website. That's transformationalenergyleadership.com and check out my coaching, consulting, and training opportunities. And we will be right back here in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration that opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time with award-winning authors Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the Empowerment Channel. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. 
to reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you enjoy taking a look at my website during the break. I am joined today by Karen Watai. She's the founder and president of Welcome Change and the author of Lead Your Way, Practical Coaching Advice for Creating the Career You Want. Now, before the break, Karen, we talked about a number of things, three to four common challenges that you see coming out of your coaching work and consulting. You wrote this book, why you wrote this book and how you came up with the name. You even said it was harder naming it than it was naming your children. And we also talked, we need to talk about how the, how all this applies to executive leaders. And so I want to start there. When you think of executive leaders, how does all this apply? So it applies, frankly, Matt, to executive leaders as well as to others at different points in their career. It's a never-ending journey. And this process of self-assessment, understanding yourself, uh, making these deliberate choices to create luck in your career is something that never stops. It morphs, we develop, but it never stops. And you said a quote last in the last segment, luck happens when preparation meets opportunity. And I'll have to tell you, that's a, a quote that will stick with me moving forward because it sums up everything that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, you, Now, in terms of creating the career you want, what are the things that every person needs to pay attention to? So the starting point is paying attention to who you truly are at your deepest level. It's about identifying your values, the things that are so important to you that they literally motivate your behaviors. They're the invisible why behind what you do. And the reason that's so important is because Once you know your values, you can use them as touchstones for making career decisions. When your actions are in alignment with your values, you have the most energy, you are highly engaged, and it's easier to persevere when times get hard. So uh, let me give you a personal example of what I mean. Uh, I have three high values. And I know what they are. I've done, I've done the work. I've, I've put the time in. I know that they're around achievement and impact. They're around connecting with people. And they're around enjoying what I do. That is a motivator for me. When I'm having fun, I can knock it out of the park. Don't ask me what happens when I'm not having fun. <laughs> when I was an investment banker, I enjoyed the people I worked with, but I wasn't really energized by the work. And looking back, I realized I had two out of three of my values met. As a coach, I have three out of three values met every day. I start my day feeling really blessed to be doing what I'm doing, and I finish my day oftentimes with more energy than I started in the beginning. So that's why I believe that everyone needs to do the work to understand their values and then use them as touchstones. For career decisions. And it sounds easier. It sounds easy by saying it. And I know it takes a lot of work because when you, we ask someone, okay, what are your values? Mm-hmm. I, it's very interesting because most of us don't really know. 
I think we, we know deep down we can feel it, but what you just said, naming them, it's not an easy task. No, it's so What you'll oftentimes hear is people will say family, but you have to dig down because family can mean different things to different people, mm-hmm. right? For some, it means the, the ability to take care of someone, of the people they love. For other ones, it's about being taken care of. Mm-hmm. For others, it could be something else. So doing that work, you're absolutely right. It is not easy, and it is so important. I, you know, I had a guest on here a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about return on integrity. And, and he was brought up, his name is John Bloomberg, who was on the show, and he brought up so many people will say, well, integrity is a value. And he has a really compelling argument to say not integrity is not necessarily a value. It can be the the, the thread that... that or the, the fabric of your values, but integrity necessarily isn't a value. So my point being is, it's you're right. I mean, it's just on face value, you've got to dig deeper. And I have many clients when I'm coaching them will say, what you just said, family is often their first one. Family is important. And I'm, I love what you're saying, dig deeper. You know, I'm thinking about, we've, we talked in the very beginning that there are some core things that all of us need to think about. But let's shift the lens a little bit. And specifically, what are the things that people of color and women need to pay attention to as they go through this journey? Okay. Well, again, from research, we know that there are three basic challenges for people of color, women, and others who are different from their leadership. And I know I keep adding that third, uh, that, that third category and the reason I do is because leaders are the ones who set the culture for their organizations. And so if someone is different in some way from their leaders, that's when these challenges tend to arise. So the challenges are, first of all, bias and prejudice. They exist both consciously and unconsciously. And women and people of color need to find the most constructive way to handle it. Another challenge is in building relationships. It is often harder because of perceived differences for women and people of color to build relationships, including relationships with mentors and sponsors, which means they need to be more strategic, deliberate, and proactive and be authentic at the same time. And and the third challenge is being overlooked for opportunities. It is really easy, especially when leadership is not diverse, for women and people of color to be overlooked, to be almost invisible when it comes to discussions around who's a high potential. So because of this, it's even more important for women and people of color to be proactive in developing their visibility with decision makers and influencers. Yeah, you know, I do a lot of work in the Asian Pacific Islander community. You and I have talked about our own journeys in terms of doing that type of work. And one one area that I, I think is really important for individuals of color and, and women, when they get feedback, let's say that, uh, you know, you do hard work and... But what you need to do is speak up more in meetings or you need to, you know, get out there and speak. And I'll, I'll get the pushback that, that it's not natural. It's, it doesn't, it's not who I am. It goes against the green of my, my values that I was raised. How do you coach so, and work with your clients to help them, you know, address, address some of those? Such a good question, Matt. And there's so many layers. And again, this is why that individual approach is so important. Depending on 
who I'm talking with. It's about finding what's going to resonate with them. What you said is for people who say it's not who I am, it's oftentimes important to explore who they are because if they are identifying themselves as their behaviors or they're identifying themselves as their culture, they're inherently limiting themselves. But when they can see themselves in terms of their values and their strengths and their interests, they start to see how they can develop skills to be more effective in their organizations and do it in a genuine manner. The other piece here is sometimes people have an identity that is either outdated or inaccurate, and updating that identity is the place to go. So lots of different levels, but I think it's about, one, finding out, helping the individual figure out the difference between who they are and what they do and understand that they have a choice in their behaviors. And that's key. There's that, that choice piece. And yes, I agree. Like you said, you've got to do the work and dig down there. There was something else in your book. You mentioned a number of times you talk about there are four competencies that are important. Those are communication, influence, leadership, and political skills. And, you know, all of those are just so important. Why just those four? Oh, I, those are sort of the main ones that I have mm-hmm. seen people be challenged by, especially someone who thinks that all they need to do is be technically excellent. So what I was trying to do when I put that list together was kind of identify the most common themes, but try to expand people's thinking about what it means to be good at their jobs. It is more than being technically competent. It's about understanding the organization, the social systems, and being effective in working within those. Mm, right. And I agree. I, it makes perfect sense. And you have to read the book and see how see how cleverly, Karen, the way you just link them all together. You know, in your book, it, it struck me, you dedicate a, a sizable portion of the book to credibility. And from the out, outset, you know, you think the answer to my question may seem obvious, but I'm curious as to what you are seeing and why credibility is so crucial in today's workforce. So credibility, as I think about it, has two pieces to it. It's about who knows you and what they think about you. It's about your reputation. And why is it so important? It's important because people make decisions about you based on your reputation. They decide whether they want you on their project or on their team. They decide whether they want to promote you or give you a prime assignment. This is why I think it's really important to manage your reputation, which means, first of all, if you don't know what it is, to go out and find out. Ask some trusted colleagues who are well-connected what your reputation is. And then think about how you can enhance it given who you are, your gifts, and what you want. And there's nothing better than to get that information back and and be open to getting it. I have one more question before we go to break, and that is I have listeners all around the world, of course here in the U.S., but in Ireland, Israel, China, India, Brazil, U.K., Netherlands, Canada, and more. And when I hear you talking, how do these principles translate to all of them? So, so first of all, we're talking about people and human nature. And so 
these concepts apply around the world, and they need to be applied in the context of the culture of the country and the organization in which someone's working. So where it gets more nuanced is where an individual's cultural background has different norms and expectations than the culture of the country or organization they're working in. It goes back to the question you asked earlier, Matt. So I encourage my clients to become more aware of their own cultural values and then assess whether the instinctive behaviors they adopt because of their cultural values are constructive in their organizations. Are they effective? So um, once they decide that, then they know what to do. So again, if we go back, if we go to someone who grows up in a culture where, let's say, bragging is frowned upon, if that person is working in an organization where self-promotion is not just the norm, but it's expected, then they're at a disadvantage unless they can develop the skills they need to represent their accomplishments in a really fair and effective manner. But if that person is working in an organization where bragging is not the norm, then their instinctive behavior may be exactly the right behavior. So it's about self-awareness and choice. Do an inventory, make that choice, and build skills. Okay, here we are. We're at a break. So when we come back, Karen, let's pick things up and talk about what to do with all this information. So we'll be right back after this two-minute break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. Today, we are talking about creating the career you want. I'm joined today by Karen Watai. She's the founder and president of Welcome Change and the author of Lead Your Way, Practical Coaching Advice for Creating the Career You Want. In the last segment, Karen, we were talking about things every person needs to pay attention to, no matter what level you are or where you are in your career. There's some core things. And we took a deeper dive into what women and people of color especially need to consider and how all this applies to people around the world. So my question for you is, once someone has this information, what should they do? Act on it. Put together a plan. Think about what you want to accomplish in the next year and then the next month, and then decide what you're going to do today. It's about being intentional. Once you start putting this plan into place, you'll start to notice more opportunities around you. In essence, you'll be creating your own career luck. And luck happens when preparation meets opportunity. I'll never forget that that quote that you have. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know, even when I heard you just say act on it, I was even thinking for my listeners who are project planners, I do I do this for different things. I'll put a project plan together for myself. And like you said, start with that end date in mind and work your way backwards. And if that helps you do it that way, that's what I do. So let's talk about leaving a job. And you even said in the beginning, in the introduction to the show, that you work with clients who at the age of 50, their life is disrupted. And you talked about how some succeed better than others. So in, in the vein of all of that, what recommendations do you have for leaders to make a seamless transition in their career? So my first recommendation is to realize that there's often a lot of emotions that arise when it comes time to make that move. And it's important to pay attention to those emotions. What I've noticed is that people move as a result of two factors. There's a push and a pull. The push is how much pain you're feeling in your current position. The pull is about how attracted you are to a new opportunity. So you can imagine, if someone is feeling a huge push, in other words, a lot of pain in their current position, they'll leave for a hope or a dream. But when someone's feeling no push at all, it takes a hugely compelling opportunity to get them to move. So I suggest, first of all, that you pay attention to those emotions. You do what you need to do to get into the best state, the best emotional state before making any big decisions. And then go back to your foundation. Go back to your values, strengths, interests, and goals. Really analyze your current position. Have you maxed out the potential there? Is there anything you can do to create a better situation? And then explore your options. Activate your network. Craft a search strategy. Do your due diligence. And then take some time after you do all the intellectual analysis to let your unconscious mind work on the problem. So oftentimes, Matt, I will, 
my, you know, my clients will do all this work and thinking about what they should do. And then I tell them to go do something like skydiving. And, and I pick something, and I don't mean for everyone to go skydiving, <laughs> but I pick something that they will get so engrossed in, they cannot be thinking about this decision. Because after they disconnect, after they've done the work, oftentimes they come back with real clarity about what they're going to do next. Okay, so now I'm going to skydive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating but, skydiving. <laughs> but the message is so clear. And it's when we are in those moments where I, I even shared in one of my shows very way back that there was a point in my career where I was in a job, I was comfortable, and we got acquired by our huge firm, and my world shifted. It changed. Mm-hmm. And I remember the emotional... We always think we're so rational, but when we're in those moments, you're, we get hijacked. Our brain does, that, that intellectual side. It's, it's gone. It's shut off for a while because we're so caught up in, in these emotions of, oh, what am I going to do? Who am I? How, do I? how do I go forward? And like you just said, it's, okay, don't make decisions in that state of mind. And I, what's terrific about your book is it causes you go back. Let's go back to the values. Let's go back to my network. Do the work to understand and, and get yourself grounded and, and so that you can tap into that intellectual side. And the, the other thing I wanted to bring up was in your, in your book, uh, there's a, you talk about mentors and sponsors. And we all have a mentor, and mentors are important. Well, if we do our work, we should have a mentor, have many mentors, actually. But also, why is it important to have a sponsor? Uh, Sponsors are the people who have power in an organization who can make things happen for you. They're the ones who you may not even see in action, but when a prime opportunity comes up, they're the ones who say, have you thought about Matt? Right? They're the ones that raise your name. Let's say that you get in trouble. They're the ones that provide protection. They're the ones who say, and Matt, I hope it's okay I'm using you as an example. That's fine. They're the <laughs> ones who say, Matt is a great guy, and I'm sure that was just a small mistake. He deserves another chance. They're the ones that can make things happen because of their power and because of their belief in you. They have the power, the influence, and they've got the they've got the voice in the organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I I'm going back to your comment earlier about the push and pull thing, and I know working and coaching with my clients when they're at a point where I need to make a change in my life, and so they make that proactive change. They perhaps even end a career, somewhat like what you did. You got out of investment banking and realized, oh, coaching was the thing, and you just were really drawn to it, and. There's that point, and I, I'm living testament of this, that when you make that, that change and you say, okay, I'm going to stop doing this because I know from my values and my motivations and my goals, I want to go into this space over here. But there's that bit of a transition. So once you start moving in that direction, there can be some self-doubt that gets mixed in there, maybe some confusion. And I know for me, at a point when I was leaving corporate and I wanted to start my own and do more of this type of work that I'm doing now, I wasn't getting jobs and I started to panic and I started looking backwards at what I used to do. And I'll never forget, 
I went back and I started interviewing for learning and development positions because that's what I left in corporate. And I sat, I was sitting in the interview with the senior vice president and she was asking me questions and the stuff coming out of my mouth was that old, Matt. And I just, uh-huh. after, the inter- after the interview, I canceled. I canceled all the interviews and I said, that's not who I am anymore. And so I'm living proof. And then once that new beginning happens, it's like a, the the light just shined on me, and I was able to just move forward. Does that make sense? I totally. I love what you're saying. I, I'm a firm believer in, in making changes from the inside out. So mm-hmm. you recognizing who you were and then acting from that is powerful. And the whole, your whole being changes. You're just my whole, your whole mindset, everything. You know, let's talk about for for just a moment. You know, I talk about energy on this show. And how would you say, a simple question, how does energy fit into this whole thing about your career? Oh, I think energy affects everything you do. Think about it. When you've had a good night's sleep, the world looks brighter, right? Everything's a little easier. And when you're exhausted, everything seems darker and more difficult. So when I'm coaching my clients, and let's say they're going through a particularly challenging time, I will often ask them what they are doing for themselves. And I'll ask them what's the one thing they could do for themselves that would make the biggest difference. I've heard all kinds of answers. I've heard, oh, an hour at the gym, or, oh, a massage would make a difference, or actually seeing my friends or my spouse or my significant other. The answer is different for everyone, but paying attention to your energy is, again, an absolute necessity to be at your very best. I, I agree. You're talking to a person. I just completely agree that agree with that. And, you know, I talk about transformation on the show as well, transformational leadership. And all the stuff that we've been talking about up to this point, how does this fit in the equation for leaders of organizations, especially those that's that sea level and transformation? So, you know, I think it goes back to one of our themes, which is about uh, leadership from the inside out. And I think that for to be truly a transformational leader who is transformed throughout your career and is able to transform others, that sense of self, that identity, needs to be constantly updated because, by definition, you are constantly growing. And if your identity is growing with you, then the mantle of leadership is that much lighter. Learning leadership skills is that much easier. Acting like a leader like a leader is that much more authentic and genuine. I think that's the key. Mm. And leaders who who also look behind and, and pull people forward. So mm. when they're acting from their authentic self, others can see that. And what a powerful relationships they can have. That can transform an organization. Yeah. Well, you know, here we are. I... I Let's let's go ahead and take a break now. And when we come back, Carol, what I'd like for us to do is let's go back and highlight the key points from each segment. And really, because like your book is divided into three sections, our conversation in many ways followed those three different sections of your book. And so when we come back, let's highlight all those different features so that our listening audience can have some actionable steps that they can take after this show today. All right. So let's do that. Take a break. We'll come back here on the other side. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Many of us define our lives by what has already happened. It's a past tense series of events. Do you long for something else? You don't have to live solely in this reality. Tune in for To Win Within with host Strom Thomason. Strom and his guests are here to introduce you to your true self. It's time to emerge from your box and take a beautiful journey of self-love and discovery. You'll find yourself exactly where you need to be. To Win Within airs live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Are you ready to tackle the rules of business? You may think you're doing everything by the book, following your own best practice beliefs, bringing in endless consultants, only to find that your business is not moving forward. That's where you need to stop and figure out where things are going wrong. Enter Business Rules with host Peter Feinstein. Peter and his guests will break it all down for you to help you and your business succeed. Listen Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Transformational Energy Leadership. To reach Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey or his guest today, you are welcome to call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, send it to mwoolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to the show. Today's focus is creating the career you want, and joining me today is Karen Watai, an expert in career forming, managing, and leading, among many other things. And so, Karen, let's take a look. We've been on this journey for the past 45 minutes or so, talking about creating the career you want. And what I'd like for us to do is, let's go reflect on those segments of the show and pull out what's the key message that we should be taking away and that, that we could put to action after the show. And in the first segment, we talked about you, you know, within your consulting work and your coaching work, there are three to four common themes that emerge. And we talked about those challenges and how they also apply to high level executive leaders. We also talked about why you wrote the book, Lead Your Way, Practical Coaching Advice for Creating the Career You Want and how you picked the name. <laughs> and, and you said the name was harder picking out the name for the book than it was for, for naming your children. So, But that's not what we want to remember. So let's go back to that segment. As you think about that conversation, what's, what's the headline for us? So I would say, first of all, that the common challenges people face include figuring out your next step, developing the requisite skills, developing a reputation and the visibility which reflects who you truly are and helps you reach your goals, and developing relationships both within and outside of your organization. 
the reason I wrote the book is because the world is not fair. And I wrote the book so that everyone can understand what they really need to do to create the career they want. And the title of the book, Lead Your Way, recognizes that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to career development. Everyone is unique. Lead Your Way means that you need to take the lead in creating a career that is tailor-made for you. And that's what will work for you. Because I could just say, hey, Karen, here's what you need to do. That doesn't work. Mm -mm. So thank you for that. Do the work. It's basically, that's a big message from there is dig deep and, and do the work so that you can figure out how to move forward. Segment two, we talked about in terms of creating the career you want, you focus on things that every person must pay attention to. And we also spent some extra time on credibility. And we made the linkages in particular to people of color and women and what they really need to pay attention to. And this ties back to your comment earlier with the first segment, too, is the world isn't fair in various different ways. And we, at some point, we talked about the energy more in the, in the third segment. But we did make the linkages to, because my listening audience is global, we've got people all over the place, from here to Asia to Europe, South America, and so forth. And these principles still translate to every person that's listening to this call. So what's the what's the our takeaway here? All right. So so the takeaways are pay attention to your values, what's truly important to you and use them as touchstones for making career decisions. And work continuously throughout your career on developing your competence, confidence, credibility and relationships. For women, people of color, and others who are different from their leadership, there are three additional challenges that need to be addressed. Prejudice and bias, building relationships, and being overlooked for opportunities. And what that means is you need to be more strategic and intentional in recognizing and addressing these challenges in a constructive way. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's important. And very, very much continue to develop your competence, confidence, credibility, and relationships. They work hand in hand. In terms of energy, energy affects everything you do. Make sure you put self-care high on your priority list, especially in times of stress. And then lastly, for your listeners from around the world, people are people everywhere in the world. Pay attention to everything we've been talking about and take into account the culture of the organization and the culture you're working in, especially when it's different from yours. And that circles back around to the values piece. Examine that mm-hmm. culture, look at the values, how do yours align? And I liked in that portion of our conversation, too, that we talked about skill building is a way to address a lot of those areas where there's a disconnect. And what I um, one other thing that didn't come up, come up in our conversation, but I think it's worth noting in this particular segment, in your book, you have specific strategies when it comes to bias or prejudice, and which makes it terrific because there's ways that you can do it one-on-one or in your communication to do you confront it, do you not, and so forth. And so if the listening audience, she's got some very specific different strategies to try as you consider where you are in the organization. Great. Thank you for that. 
Now let's go to the final, the last segment we just did. And we talked about, okay, great. I've got all this information, Karen. What, what do I do with it? That was a big part of the conversation. We also talked about leaving jobs and moving into a new role and your recommendation for leaders to be paying attention to. And it could be because you're being pushed or being pulled, but you're moving from one new work thing to a different one. And how do you navigate that? And then also, because this show is about transformational leadership, we made the linkages there for executives of organizations. So when you wrap all that up, what's what's the takeaway for us here? Okay, so once you have this information, act on it. Develop your plan and execute it and pay attention to the opportunities that arise. In terms of making that decision of whether, when, and how to move on, Pay attention to your push and pull factors. Analyze them. Get in a positive emotional state and then go back to your values, strengths, interests, and goals. And again, using your values as a touchstone, analyze your current position, figure out what's possible there, and explore options. And then coming back to transformational leadership, make sure your identity keeps up with your growth and progression as a leader. Lead from your best self. Couldn't have said it any better. Awesome, Karen. Thank you so much for all of this content that we've talked about today, applicable to everyone. And as I said to you earlier, you've got me thinking. And great. I love it when I read a book and I go, oh gosh, I've got some work I need to get back to on myself because we all need to keep and working and bringing our best self forward. So thank you for all of that. You know, before we go today, what are some resources people can reference to get started? Namely your book first, right? (laughs) Right. There's my book. Um, And there's also something that I've started for my clients, which is available to anyone from my website, which is welcomechange.com. And what I have started putting together are weekly career tips. These are literally two paragraphs long, and I've designed them as a way to remind my clients about what they need to do for their careers because everyone gets busy. There are constant demands, and so one of the things that can happen is that all of this good intention about working on your career can go by the wayside. So what I would offer up to people because it's it's readily available for anyone who wants it our weekly career tips, very quick reads, just to help keep these things at the forefront of your mind. Fantastic. And your website was welcomechange.com. Yes. yes. Right. All right. Thank you very much. So I'm going to give you a preview for next week, which it's all about leading with deeper presence and courage. How presence transforms your leadership and life. And I'm excited about this. This is a friend of mine that goes all the way back to my undergraduate, and we've gone separate ways, and we're doing like type of work. She's written a couple of books. I know you're going to find this very enriching. And so until next week, if you have a topic you want covered on the show, let me know, or if there's someone that you think could bring something to the conversation that we can all take away, very much like our conversation today, I know I'm going to work after I get done with the show today. 
log on onto my website and tell me about who that person is or a resource and and fill and it's transformationalenergyleadership.com. Let me know or you can email me at mwolsey at transformationalenergyleadership.com. Until next time, harness your positive energy and lead transformation. We'll talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to Transformational Energy Leadership. Please join Dr. Matthew Allen Woolsey again for another edition next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.